and we're live. What's up, Dan? What up, man? Uh, Sunday edition of the podcast here. We're going to talk a little NFL draft. Sunday, Sunday. Might get into a little Tigers baseball. Dan, you know, I know you've been going to some games. Yep. I'm seeing the boys whip out the sticks. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else we'll get into tonight. I don't know if you've been watching anything. Dan, if you've seen any movies, maybe, or uh, talk a little bit about what Katie and I have been watching. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, dude, so let's just jump right into it. NFL draft started this weekend, popped off Thursday, uh, and has been going, I think, what, it was last day Saturday, or is it today? Uh, I think it's today. All right, doesn't matter. Uh, what, uh, I guess, where do you want to start with the draft, man? I mean, what what are your let's just say like straight off. What's your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is that the only GM that I'm confident in is Howie Roseman, the GM for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they maybe Kansas City. I haven't really looked at their draft yet, but the Eagles. They have the 2022 Georgia defense. Sorry, 2021 Georgia defense reassembled. The greatest, pretty solid. The greatest defense in college football history now exists in pro form, minus a couple of guys, right? But, and it is the Philadelphia. I mean, you could literally have Philadelphia Eagles fans wearing Georgia gear at games next year, and it would make perfect sense. Yeah. They get Jalen Carter, who was a top three consensus guy. Had the issue with the car accident um, recently. Kind of set him back, yeah. That I think probably set him back, and I th- I don't think his workout was that good either. But he was a, he was a little overweight, I guess, when he got to yeah. the combine. But he's a he's beef man. They got beef. They got him. They took him, who's a defensive interior defensive lineman. He's going to play play nose tackle for him. He'll rotate in with that Fletcher Cox. Uh, Godzilla from the Georgia defense from last year or two years ago. Jordan something or other. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Davis. And they, they're, I mean, it's like the rich get richer there. And then they took Nolan Smith late at number 30, late in the first round. Yeah. Who's the edge from Georgia. Okay. Yeah. They... Then Dan, to top it all off round four, pick one Oh five. They grab Keely Ringo. Who's the oh. corner from Georgia. It was a I didn't realize fantastic that. value pick in the fourth round. Can't believe he fell to the fourth round. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised on some picks in the draft, especially was there really necessarily understanding um, some of the decisions that were made? But I mean, it seems like the Lions are happy with it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm not done with the Eagles yet. So okay. they also get. An offensive tackle from Alabama. This is this is. I've decided my draft strategy is where's the beef. That is it. That's the tagline. <laughs> I want the beef. I feel like it's harder to miss on the beef. We can get the skill positions, you know, elsewhere unless we find value in the draft, like a Keeley Ringo in the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, they took a safety out of Illinois. Same thing, round three. But then they got uh, Moro Ojomo. I think is how you say the guy's name. He was the 93rd overall overall player. This is another defensive lineman, by the way. 93rd overall player on the uh, the Pro Football Focus big board. They got him uh, at in the seventh round at 249 overall. So, how did he fall? That why did he fall? That? I don't know. I haven't looked into any of that. I just know that this is like the Eagles are going to be. They're going to win that division for like the next four years. They also, yeah, I mean, by the way, traded for DeAndre Swift. If we want to transition to the Lions, yeah, for a fourth round pick, they're going to get a running back. They're going to have to pay him like three million dollars next year. I mean, their running back room is like four deep. It's nobody that's super special, but that's like Howie Roseman seems to get running backs don't matter if you've got the beef. Yeah. So that's my takeaway: is that the Eagles killed it. Once again, we could talk about the Lions. I think we transitioned to them. 
I don't think they did terrible. I don't think they killed it. I think there's a lot of like opportunity costs where you look at the Lions draft and you're like, especially when you look at some of the moves like the Jeff Okuda trade, the DeAndre Swift (sighs) trade, um, where it seems to be that they're trying to get, they're trying to get guys that aren't their guys out and maybe ignoring a little bit of the on-field value. Yeah. And I think that's kind of frustrating if you're a Lions fan. But let's let's go to the Lions. So let's let's hear it, Dan. You're the Detroit guy. How do you feel about the Lions draft? You know, I'm kind of on the fence about it, if I'm being honest. Like I think uh it was interesting to me that they decided to trade back and get more picks for that number sixth overall. I think that kind of threw me for a loop. I you know, with Jalen Carter there, I really thought that they were gonna get him, but Obviously, they had a completely different plan in mind. Um, they were really excited to get this Jameer Gibbs guy uh, from Alabama, and I know he was good at Bama, but it's like I really hope that he, uh, you know, pans out the way that they're expecting and he stays healthy because, like you said, I think it's it's hard to put value on running backs within the, the NFL, um, especially if, you know, being a, a, a first-round guy, you're probably going to have to – pay him nicely once he uh, gets around at that time. But, you know, the one pick that I was pleasantly surprised about was the Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Um, I, You know, you and I talked about it a little bit. It would be nice to have him as, like, a potential backup guy yep. here on down the road. Yep. Um, and with everyone kind of going that direction. I know he's an older guy, but you know, I also think he comes with a little bit of maturity. So once he does get healthy, I feel like he could be, you know, a good guy for for the Lions' future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did like, I I did like the branch. Um, yeah, but another good pick. I was a little surprised by going with a, a tight end that early on in the Laporta in the second round. Yeah, like okay, did we need it. Did we need a tight end that early? Like, why not? Why not go for a defensive lineman or like why not get like? I think they do. The, they did need a tight end. Yeah, I mean, but how important was a tight end overall in this game? Right. Where's the beef? Right. Yeah. Where's the beef? I mean, I know <laughs> we went, I know we went defense last year, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I really thought we would have gone with someone a little earlier on, but I do. I, I mean, the, the, based off the size of this Western Kentucky guy, um, Broderick yep. Martin, like he's a big guy, man. Big boy. Like yeah. He's big. Have you seen any, that's a big boy. Have you seen any film on him? No, I have not. It's I, a big I, man. He's a big I hope man. He can move. I hope yeah, he can move. Probably better. Strangely enough, I think the analytical take on him is that he's actually a better pass rusher than a run stopper, which is interesting for such a big, beefy man. But oh yeah, um, there's some beef. Defensive tackle though, kind of, kind of gets that center of the, yep. the defense. Yeah, you put him in there with a Lim McNeil and uh, um. Was it a Wern, a Wernzerik, or uh, however you pronounce that guy's name? Levi, we'll call him. Yeah. Um, shock pick was this uh, Kyle Dravoyim and Mary, Colby. Uh, oh, yeah, Colby Sorsdal. Sorsdal. The offensive he's a, tackle. He's a fucking monster, though. Six foot six, 300 pounds. Yeah. There's he's some beef. They definitely, with that round, that ender, that Broderick Martin, Colby Sorsdal pick, they found some beef, which is probably depth beef. It's not starting beef, but it's beef. Uh, yeah. They did take a wide receiver in the sixth also, round. Which I don't know if you – dude, Antoine Green, not yeah. a bad pick. No, like, I've seen he's not. highlights of him at North Carolina. He's yeah. nice. He's, he's, a good, he's a good wide receiver depth pick for them for sure. Um, he's got some size too, 6'3", 200 pounds. That's like you and I out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the – the confusing part of the Lions draft is they didn't, at least my take on it, is they got really poor value in the first round. Yeah, I don't like, think Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell are top 20 players in this draft. I think I, I don't think they're going to miss. Like I think and I think the, the rationale from like the what they're probably made these picks for is like Jameer Gibbs is one of those guys you're. You know he's he's a home run hitter for the stars, man. Yeah, he's a home run hitter. He's an immediate. They 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 were clearly fielding DeAndre Swift trade talks. He's an immediate DeAndre Swift replacement. 
that's going to come in and play next year and get a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns, catch a bunch of passes. Good pass or pass catcher. He's going to be split in times with fucking. That's fine face, with Montgomery. That's fine. Montgomery, yeah. Yeah, but they but that's kind of how they roll. They run like the you know running back by committee type thing. Um, yeah. Jack Campbell, he's going to come in. He's the best linebacker in the class in. Looking into this a little bit after the draft, this draft was not a good linebacker class, like a really bad linebacker class. Actually, it's like Jack Campbell, and there's a pretty big drop off. We knew the Lions needed a linebacker, though, so I'm not surprised they went with the linebacker. But I I didn't expect it to be this guy. It's just weird that they they're essentially taking the rule of like running backs don't matter, linebackers don't matter. It's your front four your offensive line, your offensive tackles that matter, which they kind of proved last year, right? They took that dude out of the sixth round, Rodriguez, Rodrigo, and made him into Rodrigo. a yeah, made him into a serviceable linebacker. They took Jamal Williams, who's a journeyman slash, you know, kind of split time running back, and he's now the franchise leader in, in touchdowns. Like they proved running backs don't matter, linebackers don't really matter. And then in the first round this year, they're like, no, actually we're gonna we're gonna take those guys, as opposed to getting more beef doing kind of what the Eagles did get like a, a Nolan Smith. And I mean, the Nolan Smith, uh, Jalen, or is it? Yes. Jalen Carter combo. That's crazy to me, but I don't like the more I kind of noodle on it, think about it, the less I, I really dislike the lions picks. I kind of understand why they did them, but then it's like, you know, you come around and totally redeem yourself there with the Brian branch Hendon hooker, uh, picks. Um, I think Brian Branch is a really good pick at 45 overall. He's a, dude. He had like th- two or three missed tackles in his entire career. Dude, like for a team a that as a solid safety. Yeah. As you know, all Lions fans know the most frustrating part of being a Lions fan historically has been the tackling. Like you're getting missed someone tackles. in Brian Branch who does not miss tackles. Yeah. Um, same thing with Jack Campbell. I mean, he's going to come in and. I mean, he'll be a starting linebacker for him. I mean, decent coverage, not going to be, not going to be great. He's a big boy too, big six boy. five, yeah, six five, two forty six. Yep. Um, but then the Hendon, the Hendon Hooker pick, I think is brilliant. Is one of my favorite picks in the draft because it's it's essentially like it's super low risk, potential high reward, right? Because yeah, like, are you? I mean, you're talking about a guy who, if he doesn't get hurt, is probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Top five guy in the draft, if yeah. not number one. The the knock on him, the injury, okay, that's fine. He doesn't have to play right away. He can sit. The age, he's 26. Okay, once again, he's a quarterback, and I'm not super concerned about that. He can play for 20 years, whatever. Well, I guess 15, let's say 10, 10 to 15 years. Let's just say 10. 10, yeah, 10, 10 to be safe. 20 was a little little high there. If we could, if we could get five or six good years out of him. Yeah. But then the other knock is that his offense wasn't very NFL. Like, it was very quarterback-friendly, not an NFL offense. All right, that's fine. Once again, he doesn't have to play right away. He can sit behind Jared Goff. And at the end of the day, if all you did was draft your backup quarterback for the next, you know, five to ten years with in, a, in round three, I, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, there's, not, there's really, like, there's no downside to drafting him there. Well, here, here's my thought on it. It's like, okay, they got him for five years without having to, like, sign him, right? It's like the five-year rookie contract yeah. deal. So let's let's just say, I think Jared Goff's got, what, a year or two left on his contract? Yeah, something like By that. Ye- in the next two years, if we haven't seen You're going to know. Hooker, yeah. Exactly. We're going to know if, yeah. if Hooker is going to be the guy. So it's like, don't have to re-sign Goff. Right. You, know, you don't have to Potentially. re-sign yeah, you could re-sign what's his name, uh, the guy they got as backup right now. Um, oh, Blau? No, no, not Blau. Um, dude from Minnesota, the guy who used to go with two two gloves. Two gloves. Uh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Yeah, but so, yeah, and but to me, like, even if you do sign Goff, you're. I don't think Hennon Hooker is gonna like long term be a bad. If his floor is backup quarterback, then this draft pick is great. Oh, like yeah, it's fine. It it's absolutely not maybe not great, but absolutely fine. And if his ceiling is like he's a starter, potential All Pro, then for a third rounder, that's that's fantastic. Love the pick. Yeah, I love it too. So it's one of those where it's like I don't really see the value in the first two picks. The 
you know, four and five are really great value. I don't know about Sam Laporta. I really don't know. I didn't do any tight end scouting. So, but you got your tight end there. And then, you know, you get some beef and a wide receiver on the back end. So I think it's a good draft for them overall. Like, I, I don't hate it as much as I did when they said with the 12th pick overall, they draft running back. Like, okay. But no, I also, I'm like, right and, like, not not to say we're going to eat our words here, but, like, J- Jameer Gibbs could could come in and have a hell of a season. But, you know, once again, it's like okay. he's he's like a fat, like, faster Jamal Williams is going to have a great year behind that Detroit offensive line, especially as Panay Sewell gets older and, like, starts to maul yeah. people even more. Yeah. So, I like the Lions draft. I don't, you know, it's it's not the Eagles draft to where, like, I was listening to somebody and they're like, you know, you could probably take the, the Eagles' second string offense and defense from next year and beat starting NFL teams. Like, they could probably yeah. beat the Cardinals. They could probably beat the Texans. With the yeah. Marcus Mariota, whoever their second string running back is, their second string line, like their second string defense, they're just going to be that deep at all the really important positions. Yeah, they're pretty solid. Yeah. All right. Um, where else do you want to go? So let's see. The Rodgers deal got done. He's going oh, yeah. To- Rodgers went yeah. to the Jets. Do you see the Packers drafted two tight ends and three wide receivers? <laughs> Like, ironic, right? Hey, maybe now that we have Jordan Love throwing the ball, we actually need some more talent around him if we're going to be anything decent. Um, how do you feel about uh, Anthony Richardson going to the Colts fourth overall? Yeah, that, that was a little – I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't – how many – do you remember the over-under that we said quarterbacks getting drafted? Oh, I think we said round? two, two in the top ten, and it ended up being three. Like four? Was <laughs> it four? I think it was four in the top 15, wasn't it? Let's see. It was – Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and then Will Levis went in the f- second round. Okay. He went first overall in the second round or something. Something like first or second, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was weird. I heard some things that I guess he was, like, kind of cocky in his interviews or whatever. And some of the He's very confident, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Did, did, you, like, did you see his – You're worried about that thing, like, in terms of – did I see his what? Oh, t- talking about cocky. Did you see his the interview of his mom and his little brother? No, I didn't. Oh, they both had like big, nice, like thick, like white gold diamond encrusted chains. His his mom and his his brother? mom and little brother were rocking them. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> that's ridiculous, dude. Iced out, baby. That was the family interviews are kind of a wild part of the draft. The draft itself. kind of interesting. Yeah. You had uh, just like family time after every pick. And then the Jonas. I don't know if you watched the ABC coverage, but you got the the Jonas Brothers. You got the Jonas Brothers. Uh, You got a Chris Pratt call in from the Guardians of the Galaxy premiere. (laughs) It's just like I'm watching it. I didn't see that. I'm like, what in the hell? It's like Disney. ESPN, ABC. Well, this all makes sense. This is all just cross promotion. And it got me thinking, it's like, you know, these teams don't actually need 15 minutes in between their picks. They know. They They know. know. This is just marketing time. time Comes up and the guy in front of them didn't get picked that they thought he was going to get picked. Then they just make a difference. Unless you're trying to make a trade, they milked the shit out of it. Yeah. It's marketing time, man. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. So we're going next year in Detroit, right? <laughs> oh, we're definitely going. Yeah. We are booing Roger Goodell with the rest of the crazies. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh hold on. We'll have to we'll have to like set up a camp or something. Or like the other thing is uh the family members who talk shit for the players after they drafted. Like, oh yeah, that's my son. He's a dog. He loves he loves God number one, but when he's on that field, he's gonna rip heads off. It's like whoa. <laughs> I think it's funny when there's the moms are like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, my baby, I'm so proud of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, yeah, it can be awkward, like, but awesome at the same time. Not, like, are there not like like voice coaches or like people working with them to like say? 
hey, you should probably have something prepared to say for when they try to interview or like there's no prep or anything like that for these maybe. people. Maybe. I mean, like, that's just a bad job on the agent's half, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who really cares? I mean, you just want your mom to be her, your mom. Like, if I got drafted fifth overall and they went to interview Beth Weston, I'd just be like, you know what? I don't want her to have any media training. I just want you to get authentic, Beth Weston. Just let her have her be moment. Yourself, Beth. Yeah. Just be yourself. Just, just do you. You know, some moms yeah. probably do prepare. I mean, some of the moms were definitely more composed and like ready for it than others, and maybe that is a media training type thing. But I think it's also just a personality thing. You know. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Your boy Bijan Dijon went number eight overall to the to the Texans, which like if you're the Lions and you're taking a running back in the first round, like just back to the Lions. Why don't you just take Bijan Robinson at six and just say, whatever value be damned? They didn't you know? want Bijan, but they didn't want Bijan. That was so weird to me. It's like you guys traded back to get a worse running back. Like, what if Gibbs wasn't available there? Like, what if he was picked? I don't up know. Running? Maybe they would have taken Jack Campbell Maybe even they more. Thought they could get Bijan at twelve. Maybe, yeah, that's true. I don't know. They said, I mean, look, Gibbs is like a straight up. DeAndre Swift, like as soon as he's drafted, like every Lions fan is like, oh, the DeAndre Swift is getting traded. Someone told me that he's kind of like an Alvin Kumara. He does. He does. Actually, if you watch his tape or his highlights, especially, he looks a lot like Alvin Kamara. Yes. Maybe a little less strong, but he could be getting stronger. So like Alvin Kamara from his time at Tennessee until like his rookie year, he bulked up a little bit. So maybe that happens with Gibbs as well. But yeah. A lot of them Alvin Kamara vibes on the on the on the tape. Yeah. So no, I I don't like I said I think he's going to be good. I don't think I think here's the thing about the Lions first their first two picks they're they're not going to be misses. I don't like I think it's very low probability that the picks are misses. Like these guys these guys are going to come in they're going to play they're going to add value to the team. But I think there's yeah. just the potential value that you've left on the table there is is kind of what bugs me a little bit but at the end of the day especially given what they got at the end pretty i'm okay with it like i'm i'm okay with it overall i think it turned out pretty good for them yeah like brad holmes not bad i I don't hate it yeah like i started out with being like oh man what is going on what are they doing but then it's like okay (laughs) All right, this makes sense. It's like, come on, man, seriously. <laughs> a running back and a linebacker? Come on, guys. Really? We traded back for there's that. There's lots of there's lots of beef out there that you can get. And I mean, you know, Jack Campbell being he's a beefy, he's a big not necessarily beef, but he's a big linebacker, rangy guy. I guess some people are worried that uh the stuff with Jalen Carter is not gonna get resolved and that pick is not gonna have any value. Yeah, but I, I think it did already. Like I think he already pled out and paid his fine and moved on. Like well, I think he like wasn't the story that he he was racing the car that got into the accident. Yeah, and he fled the scene of the crime. Right. Well, he was racing him though. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's a terrible thing to say. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> like he won. Of course he fled. You know anyway. Uh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I th- I thought he already. Uh, I thought he already got that all squared away. Yeah, he could have. Um, uh, that's definitely not something I'd want lingering around. No, and that's why. But that's why. And that's exactly why he fell. Which is, yeah. I'm okay with too. If you don't want to draft a guy for character reasons, you don't think. Maybe you think he's a knee eater, but he's a little bit too aggressive of a knee eater. Like he's gonna go <laughs> up the thigh, maybe take out your femur. Like I'm okay with that. You know, go ahead and pass on him. Get your your running back and your linebacker. Because, uh, I mean, like the what ifs. about that for a while. I'm afraid the Lions what ifs of this draft in like two or three years are going to be like, man, what if from a depth perspective? Because they're going to have to make decisions on some of these guys in the next couple of years, similar to what they're having to do with Swift and Akuda. And if you just yeah. had those defensive linemen already in place, like what the Eagles have, then – you don't really have to worry about those big contracts that are going to be paid out. Yeah, I hear you. You're trying to have to chase these guys and pay them a bunch of money. The one thing that does get me excited about the picks overall is that it seemed like the Lions staff in general was 
excited and happy about the picks that they locked in. Oh, very happy. So, yep. That does that does that does give me hope that you know they they got what they were looking for or hoping for. And... Yep. Well, and I'll say this: the the Lions are from just a, the way they're doing things. I think it's you know way better than the Bob Quinn, whatever that guy Matt Patricia era. As far yeah, as like the, their process and guys they're picking and where they're picking them, I think it makes sense. Like I, you know, the Jack Campbell, like I said, it's he's the oh, he's the top linebacker in this class. If you need a linebacker, he's the guy. The rest of them are kind of developmental guys. There's not a lot of guys that are you know how many guys in the in the draft overall are like you give this guy the ball anywhere on the field. He's home run hitter type guy. There's not that many guys in the draft. And Gibbs is one of them. So taking him as the DeAndre Swift replacement, knowing you're going to trade him, it makes sense. You know, yeah. at least it makes sense. Like there's some logic to it that you can follow and kind of sit back and go like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. And, you know, they'll hopefully just continue what they did at the end of last year and keep rolling. Yeah. You can only hope that. Yep. Uh, any other teams you want to hit on? I heard the Dolphins had a decent draft. Let's see. They only oh, took four man. players. Oh, uh, Devon Arcane. No, it's not Arcane, though. A-Chain. That's how he'd pronounce it. Devin A-Chain. Running back out of Texas A&M. They took him in the third round, 84 overall. He's like a 4-3 guy that goes into the Mike McDaniels offense. It's like with Tyreek Hill. Like, Mike McDaniels is, is going to have, like, out of the top 10 fastest players in the league, he's going to have, like, three or four of them next year. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a uh, solid offensive threats. Um, let's see. I think let's, let's see what the Chiefs. Let's just look at some of the top teams. Like what did the chiefs do? What were they looking for? They went with an edge, a wide receiver, a tackle. So some beef and a wide receiver. Love that. Uh, then they took a safety, another edge, another defense, a defensive lineman and a cornerback. So um, Rashi Rice. Is there a wide receiver? Maybe a guy to pay attention to. Andy Reid seems to find these guys. Uh, let's see. Who else was the Bills? Let's take a look at what the Bills did. I'm trying to get the whole the whole the whole draft pull up right now. Bills took uh, Dalton Kincaid, a tight end, in round one, which is okay. Another another weapon for for Josh. Then they took a guard, linebacker, wide receiver, guard, cornerback. So, all right. I don't know any of these names, though. So, Dude, how about Houston trading up to get uh, – All right. Yeah, we can talk about Houston. Third pick. So, I feel like they had a pretty solid draft. Yeah, so they get – see, here's the problem for Houston is if Stroud doesn't work out, you don't have – you're probably not going to know if Stroud works out next year, but they're not going to be good next year. They're going to have another top five, top ten pick, and they gave it away. And next year's quarterback class is good. Talking about uh, Drake Davis, dude from North Carolina, and then the dude from S South Carolina, or not South Carolina, uh, Southern California, uh, Caleb Williams. Like, there's going to be QBs next year that I think are probably better than the ones drafted this year. In Houston, they basically sold the farm to get Will Anderson. Yeah. Um, which is, I'd like Will Anderson. I think he's going to be a really good player. But, I, you know, we'll see. I can't believe how many guys uh, Iowa had drafted. Oh, yeah. They had a bunch of guys that were drafted yep. this year's draft. I think they had a, a defensive lineman, a tight end, a Jack Campbell, the Lions. And then uh, maybe another tight end. They have two tight ends. Did they have both tight ends? They might have. I was actually really surprised that the Lions didn't go with uh, Gonzalez when he was available. The corner that the Pats took. Yeah, the corner from Oregon. Yeah, they didn't seem they didn't seem to be targeting corner. They had a lot of opportunity to take a corner. And they didn't. So I think they're super confident in the guys they brought in in the offseason. It's kind of what you read into that. Yeah. I actually honestly thought that the Lions were going to go with Nujaba from uh, Ohio State. How do you say his last name? Oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
Yeah, and Jigba. Yeah, um, where did he end up going? The Seahawks? Or yeah, something? he went to the Seahawks. Dude, that's crazy. They got a nice wide They're going to have him, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. You could put any quarterback back there. Dude, Gino's going to They're going to have they got Kenneth Walker at running back. I mean, their offensive line, I'm assuming, is going to not be very good again, and they're just going to see what Gino can do with those wideouts. Bro, the Ravens getting Odell, Antonio Brown, and now Zay Flowers yeah. from Boston College. They, they got another wide receiver. That's a solid receiving core. They, wait. They, have du- they got Duvernay still. Antonio Brown signed with them? Yeah, Antonio Brown signed with the Ravens. Do you think – how old is Antonio Brown? Uh, like 32. Okay. So he's not like too old for you just to go, oh, there's no way. But he's very much on the borderline of that. How old is he? Uh, he was born in 1988. He's 34. So, yeah, he's old. He's over the line for me, dude. I don't know. A 34-year-old wide receiver? I mean, I know he's Antonio Brown. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, as, as a depth piece, though, I yeah. like it. Got a lot of receivers. How about Minnesota drafting Jordan Addison from uh, USC? Oh, the that, receiver? That was I, th- I feel like that was a solid pick, too. Like, him and Jefferson are going to tear it up up there. Where did uh, your boy Joey Porter, did he go to the Steelers? Dude, he went to the fucking Steelers. Bro. Yeah, man. That's like a solid – that's a classic Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, if you had told me that uh, – wait, no, he didn't go he to them. Too, like he didn't go to them. Who? They got him in the second round pretty cheap. No, he didn't go to the Steelers, though. Yeah, he did. Did he? Joey Porter? Yeah. Yeah, he went to the Steelers. Okay. Why does he not? Yeah, Steelers select him in the second round. Dude, right? I was pumped at Mozzie. Dude, it looks like the Cowboys love uh, Michigan Giants. Yeah, I saw that. They took two Michigan twos in the first two rounds. Yeah, Mozzie Smith in the first round. Um, But then uh, I thought uh, – the Bengals should have gotten an offensive lineman when they got a fucking Miles Murphy from Clemson. I mean, that's still a good pick because he's solid, but I was a little surprised. It was funny. Two back-to-back Clemson uh, guys went. Let's see. You're talking about uh, 28 and 29? Yeah. Was it Miles, Miles Murphy, Murphy and, and Breezy? Ryan Breezy, yeah. Where'd Breezy go? Breezy went to uh, New Orleans. Okay. Um, see the dude, Bengals sorry. didn't get any linemen. I mean, dude, they they signed a bunch of linemen two years ago. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, Joey Porter went to Pittsburgh with the second round, first overall in the second round. Okay. For some reason, then, that's not showing up here. But I do remember that pick happening and being like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That feels right." Mike Tomlin gets a why former NFL players kid. Here's what I want to know is why did the Lions take the dude from tennis or Iowa, the tight end from Iowa over the guy from Notre Dame? Cause the guy from Notre Dame was rated higher, way higher. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, so man. What happened there? I don't know. Maybe they just got some knee eating vibes, you know, but that's yeah. Apparently they had some sort of issue with him. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, is it Mayor or Maher? Mayor? Yeah, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Yeah, had a ninety-two. Yeah, he would have been nice in that spot. He went to the the Raiders. The Raiders. Because where did uh, their tight end go? Who's that dude? Giant six Waller. Waller. Oh, yeah. Darren Waller went to uh, New York Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Giants. Was it the Giants? Yeah, it was. Oh, man, the Giants. Are we supposed to get excited about the Giants next year? There's no way, right? They're going to be decent. Yeah, but they're in that that division with the Eagles, man. They're playing for second place. I mean, they could be playing for third place with the the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Dude, how do you feel about the Colts? Um, I'm not, I mean, Anthony, what's the name? Henderson? Richardson. Richardson. Dude, he, he, he could make an impact there. 
Billy they got some weapons, man. Yeah, I mean, he's let's be honest. If 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 Taylor stays healthy, their offensive line wasn't bad, and their defense was pretty decent too. It's just they just couldn't win games because of fucking offense couldn't score any points. Right. So now you take the most athletic quarterback prospect to ever maybe probably ever come out if you look at some of the numbers on richardson athlete wise maybe not so much a passer but can throw the ball i mean he's still a quarterback and you team him up i mean they hired the i think he's the eagles offensive uh, coordinator is now their head coach yeah so and then you team him up with jonathan taylor behind a decent offensive line that has quentin nelson who's just a monster yeah i don't hate it yeah I don't hate it. I mean, do you, they start, the they have game. The running game will help open up the passing game, dude. For, they don't have very good receivers, but they have Gardner Minshew. So does Gardner Minshew oh, start? They signed Minshew. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely going to start. He's going to start over. Think he starts over Richardson. I mean, I think Richardson yeah. is like a Lamar Jackson type player where you got to build a whole offense around him. He's not going to be your, your pocket passer guy. Yeah. So maybe they take a year like the the uh, Ravens did and sit him and build the, you know, start figuring out what that's going to look like. Yeah. Or maybe they just um, start him and Minshew's the backup. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. Maybe it, it, it'll really come down to seeing how he does performing in the spring training. Yeah. <laughs> or the, what do they call it, the training camp. Yeah, training camp. Yeah. Jaden Reed going to uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Receiver from Michigan State. Yep. Saw that. He went like the what, second round? Yeah. Dude, did you see what? <laughs> so it was Peyton Thorne and our top returning wide receiver are transferring. Oh, yeah. They hit, hit the transfer portal. What is that all about? I don't know. I'm not upset Peyton Thorne's leaving. I actually am glad. You hated him, don't you? Not a big Peyton Thorne fan. Uh, yeah. I think he was serviceable. A, as a quarterback but like he i think Noah kim is could be a much better prospect or the other kid they brought in um i'm not sure what the deal is with coleman though that's not a good look he was probably was the top receiver he was pro- i mean he was our best coming back returning receiver yeah Jaden reed was our top receiver for the past two years so but keon coleman was kind of like his number two especially towards the end of last year so yeah how do you feel how do you feel about you know being a wide receiver going to a team that doesn't have like a not not like a solidified starting quarterback but like potential up-and-coming guy talking about like jordan love yeah i mean i don't know we're gonna how would you feel as Jaden right now uh i would want to get with jordan love and try to figure out if jordan love is any good real quick Real but quick. you're gonna find out. Like you're gonna you're gonna figure it out pretty quick. So, but that's really what it's gonna come down to is is Jordan Love gonna actually be any good, or are we just gonna be the worst team in the NFC North next year? But the thing is, with the Packers, they have a good roster. So, like, even if Jordan Love is serviceable, which I think Jordan Love could be good, I think so too. I agree. Um, even if he's which. Like I said, they have a good roster, so they've they've kind of they kind of do things the right way up there, and uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let's see. It's going to be the Vikings, Lions, what at the top, and then the Bears and Packers, depending on how good Jordan Love is. Do you think the Bears made the right move trading away that first pick? Yeah, what they've turned it into is pretty impressive. Yeah, they turned it into a bunch of stuff, and um. I don't know. I mean, they took the tackle, the big guy out of Tennessee. I saw a lot of people who had the dude out of Northwestern rated a lot higher as a tackle, but apparently they wanted the, the little bit more beef. So they got yeah. the beef, which you got to feel good if you're Justin Fields. You know, they brought in um, the receiver from Carolina. Uh, so people, Devin are, Moore. People, are, people are saying that the best overall draft team-wise, was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Was the Steelers? Yeah, they're saying that between offensive tackle, Broderick Jones, cornerback, Joey Porter, defensive tackle, Keanu Benton, 
tight end Darnell Washington, linebacker Nick Herbert, Herbig, and cornerback uh, Corey Trice. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers crushed the first draft with the GM Omar Khan. Nice. That's what they said. Yeah. I can see that. I, also, I, I mean, they got the Eagles number two with an A plus. Yeah. They got the Colts number three with an A plus, then the Giants with an A, Bears with an A, and then the Lions with an A. Yeah. And the Lions really did a real nice job, especially in day two. Yeah. Definitely with the second and third round guys. Yep. Um, so, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the NFL looks this year because I I know a lot of like people have changed teams. Been the, dude, the draft day I think was pretty interesting with all the trades that happened in like the first round. Yeah. Um, it'll be curious to I'll be I'll be interested to see. I kind of want to put money on the Lions to at least win the nfc north and make the playoffs yeah, I, I like that bet i think nfl is going to be you know the same at the top kansas city buffalo the eagles put up there i think now um and then you the Bengals. you think the Bengals come back yeah, no the Bengals will be up there yeah i mean joe burrow is going to be there for as long as he's around yeah but i think like that mid that middle class of the NFL is, is, uh, I mean, it's always going to be due for a shakeup, but like the lions are definitely going to be a team this year that should make the playoffs, which is shake things up a little bit from a historical perspective. <laughs> It'd be nice, man. Get a little streak going here of making the playoffs or being a contender in the division. Yeah. Just hopefully we'll lay off the running backs in, in uh, next year's draft. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, do you think they should have kept Swift and just use him as a depth play, or no? I mean, trade I him like... for a fourth round, uh, like they got a twenty twenty five fourth rounder, or something like I'll that. Be honest with you, twenty twenty four. Last year, with everything that went down, he was kind of already like one foot out. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to resign with them, but yeah. What if Gibbs gets hurt or Montgomery, who's been hurt a lot, gets hurt? Yeah. Then you're kind of scrambling, dude, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, this is coming from someone who thinks running backs don't matter. So I'm actually of the opinion that I like that DeAndre so trade, get the, get the value. You're not going to be able to resign him. You know, what we haven't talked about is how about those guys from the lions that got fucking cut from the team because of uh, gambling. Do you see oh, that uh, yeah. Jamison Williams is going to be out six games or something like that. Yeah, but then there's two guys that just got dropped and let go completely. Really? Didn't you see who it was? I feel like it was a receiver or someone that we... Jamison Williams, six-game suspension. Yeah. He's the big name that I saw. And it's so stupid. It was because they were they, they, they can bet on college games. They just cannot, can't bet on college games while they're in the facility. Which doesn't make any sense at all. Dude, it was like someone big. Yeah, Quintus Cephas. Oh, Quintus Cephas got cut? Yeah, and CJ Moore. They were immediately cut in the wake of a gambling scandal. Yeah, it's probably because they feel like they can either sign or draft other guys that. Quintus Cephas was nice, dude. I liked him. Yeah. And then safety, CJ Moore. Oh, he also has an open sexual assault investigation. Who, Quintus Cephas? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why he was cut. Probably didn't help. It said uh, wide receiver Quintez Cephas and safety CJ Moore have been released by the Oh, team, never mind. This was 2021. Stating that the athletes exhibited decisions making that it is not consistent with our organizational values. Dang. Yeah, I did Dang. like Quintez Cephas. That sucks. Who's the other guy? Uh, CJ Moore from the defense he was a safety maybe that's why we got the guy maybe from... that's why he drafted branch yeah i feel like cj moore wasn't bad last year too all right anyways well <clears throat> solid solid nfl draft overall i'm excited to see the directions the lines are going with everything 
think uh like to try to make it out to a game or two this year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. If you're going to the Tigers games, just across the street. Yeah, dude, seriously. Right across the street. Um, all right. We got any more draft talk we want to go over? Got any uh, thoughts on like the let's see, the Patriots or who else are the names? Yeah. Nah. Screw them. Yeah. Whatever. Screw them. Um, have you seen any movies lately, Dan? I've figured out that when we put movie stuff in our podcast titles, we get more listens. So, oh really? Yep. I I did see the recent um, what was that one called? Um, oh my gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It was a movie. Yeah, it was a movie. What what did I see recently? I've not been to the theaters, which is bumming me out because I haven't been to the movie theaters in a long time. I normally go like once a month. Yeah, dude, what's going on? Just hanging out at the baseball stadium instead? Just Yeah, I've just been super busy with everything else and just haven't really found the time to go to the movies. Um, oh, my God. I keep trying to type on this keyboard. It's not hooked up to this this computer. Uh, have you seen anything good lately? No, the other thing I was going to mention is we uh, started watching Love and Death on HBO. Okay. It's pretty good. It's got Elizabeth Olsen, your girl, your uh, Marvel girl. Oh, I love her. She's so attractive. Got her. And then I think it's, I want to say it's Pat or William Macy's kid. William Macy's kid. Or not Macy. uh, Who was the dude in Big Lebowski? Oh man, hold on, I'll figure this out. Oh, you're talking about uh Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, there he is. What is his actual name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think it's his kid. Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. Yep. That's interesting. He was in that movie Power of the Dog. Oh, okay. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Cooper Hoffman. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about, though. The redhead dude, right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm taking a really roundabout way to figure this out. That is not like him. him. No, Cooper Hoffman was in... Uh... <laughs> well... He was in that movie, Licorice Pizza. Remember that movie? Did you see that movie? Oh no, I didn't see that. It's from one. a couple eh, from that long ago. But yeah, that was a good movie. Uh different completely different actor. What's but, his name? Cooper Hoffman? Yeah. All right. Power of the Dog is who this movie this guy's in. And his name is Jesse Plemons. Good job, Ben. That was way off. Oh, dude, that dude's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has. So anyway, so it's him you know, and... married to Kirsten Dunst in real life? Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to bring that up to Katie. We had some conversations about Jesse Plemons last night. Very interesting. Uh, he just it basically, like, in this show, he's, like, coveted by this woman. Like, this this female comes after him. It's like, you want to have an affair? He is not someone... Does not come off as someone in the movie who is, like, attractive at all. But anyway... We digress. We digress. Love and death. That's yeah, love and death. Right? Yeah, sorry, it's not a movie. It's like a mini series. It's good. It's a mini series, but yeah, yeah. I think I've heard about that. I saw a trailer for it. It's good so I far. I heard it's pretty good. We're on the uh, last half of the last episode that we'll watch later tonight, and uh, it's been good so far. So, dude, so he married Kirsten Dunst in 2022. Really? So recently? So they're they're like recently together. Um, but yeah, good for him, man. Good for Jesse Plemons. Good for Jesse Plemons. Let's go, Jesse Plemons. Dude, Kristen Dunst is a smoke show. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Um, what was I going to tell you? Um, what movie did I see? It was. Fine, you uh, have to have seen a movie, Dan. You're the movie man. You know what? I feel like I watched a movie recently, but it was a movie that I had seen just because I was like 
Oh, oh yeah. Not really. It was like one of those things I was like really not really paying attention, but I was like, I'm just going to throw this on because I can have something going on. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I did start watching um, that series with Eugene Levy. Have you heard of this one? It's called uh, what the fuck is it? One second. It is called it's a new series that he's in. Eugene. You mean Stifler's dad? Yeah, Stifler's dad. <laughs> uh, a Mighty Wind? Is that it? No. No, he is Shits Creek. No, it's a it's like a docu series on um, Apple TV. I want to say is it Apple TV? Starcrossed. No, home back home. Stop, <laughs> dear class of twenty twenty. You are something else, my guy, dude. The... <laughs> um, he's a pre- he's like himself. He's not really an actor in it. So is he a writer? Nissan presents Thrill Driver. The Reluctant Traveler, dude. Oh, okay. Wow. It's not listed on IMDb under Eugene yeah, Levy. It yeah, it is. Oh, is it? You got to go down to producer. He's a, he's oh, like a, there it is. Okay. Gotcha. So it's really funny because he like narrates it, but he also like is the one participating in it and stuff. Okay. And I only watched the first episode thus far, but it was about Finland. And it's just about like, he's like learning about Finland and their traditions and this and that. It's pretty entertaining. And I kind of like want to watch the other episodes, but he goes to like all these, not like exotic places, but like he goes to Costa Rica and Venice and Utah and the Maldives and South Africa and Libsyn and Tokyo. But he went to uh, Finland first. It was pretty entertaining because he like does all these things. But what I what I found really cool was that uh, in Finland they practice like um, like polar plunges a lot. Like they yeah. they like get in cold water like every morning. They'll like dip in the cold water for like a good like twenty seconds and then they pop out and then they just go like start the day. But I've, what I was reading about is that it actually is really good for like your heart health and yeah. your circulation and like keeping your mind sharp and all these like benefits. And I'm like, dude, I kind of want to get like one of those like dunk tubs where I can just like. Put dude, a bunch yeah, of that's ice what it is. It's the take like, do the like ice the, tub, like the ice tub, ice bath, ice bath. The, it's the cold shock proteins. Yes, yes, exactly. So like helps with like circulation in your like extremities but it is it can also help with like weight loss and like um like keeping your mind from like helping it refresh and getting rid of all like the the toxins out of your body and stuff so i'm really curious to like try to look into it a little bit more because i think i'm on i might either buy one of those like uh tubs or like try to like build one my own um yeah dude do it you got a bathtub you can just put ice cubes in yeah, I do, but like the problem is, is that we have to get it checked out by like a, a plumber because it kind of leaks right now into the crawl space under the house. Okay, all right. So you do not have a. <laughs> I have a big ass tub, but we just can't put ice in it yet. <laughs> Dude, I've 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 messed around with tubs. I can maybe help you solve your tub tub problems. Yeah. Dude, we'll do Tomorrow, some tub thumping. I get knocked down, but yeah, I get up. It's a- it's no. a big ass tub, dude. You can fit like two bodies in there for real. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. That's all you need. You need to fix your tub. Probably a drain issue. Or caulking. And then uh put some ice in there. There's your cold tub. Dude, it's gonna work out. It's gonna be nice. Because I've I've looked into building cold tubs and it, the most efficient way, unless you get like a chest freezer that you fill up with water, it's just you know, the most efficient way is just to use your existing tub and put ice cubes in it. Really? Yeah, just make a big volume of ice and then dump it in your tub. I feel like there's a gas station up the street I can just go buy like or yeah, six, or do that. Six bags, six bags of ice. Oh yeah, that's a lot of ice. Yeah, you don't need that much ice, from my experience. Gotta make it super cold, man. Yeah, it's more about also keeping yourself moving while you're in there because your body creates like a little thin layer of like warm water if you stay still, so it, it yeah. insulates you. But if you move. Whew, makes it even more intense really yeah 
I remember like back in college when we used to like get in the ice baths, they had those little motors that ran and kept oh, yeah. the water circulating. Yep. Yep. That's the reason. That, that made it cold yep. as fuck. That's dude. why. That's why. It's because your body can't heat up the water that's immediately around it and insulate you at all. It's just completely, you know, constantly exchange for cold water that just freezes your butt off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. So the feds, dude, we should get that going in Michigan. There's a lot of lakes around here. Just get people cutting holes in the ice in the winter and dunking in it every morning. Yeah. Little community not, say what's up. Hey, Finish. neighbor. Is hey, that dude, how the fins do you, it? Man, huh? If I, if I get if I get a property like on a lake, man, yeah. I will absolutely do that in the winter time. Is that how the fins do it though? It's like they all go dude. out. Hey, how you doing, Chuck? You here for your yeah. dip? Yeah, dude. That's that's it's intense, man. Especially jumping into a lake like that. Eugene Levy was given like one of these like uh, flotation suits. Yeah, and it's also like a wetsuit that like helps you float. He said that it was like one of the greatest things that he's ever experienced was just floating <laughs> in that ice cold water because it like. But he was probably warm because he had a wetsuit on, right? Well, he said it made him feel fantastic. Mm. Yeah, like uh, it's like. I didn't uh, know that it- the summertime in Finland, it's literally light out 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's like Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the farther north you go, yeah. You get up to northern Finland, well, it's, it's in, Arctic it's, Circle. Yeah, it's, it's in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. It's crazy to me. But they uh, they do like a lot of... Uh, um, um, what the fuck is it called? Um, herding of like reindeer and like it's almost like cattle to them yeah like they they eat they eat reindeer yeah which was interesting but i guess like you look at it and it's almost like elk or like deer deer yeah yeah. but just more of like a controlled it's like a deer slash cow (laughs) mix it's like how they treat it like if we just had giant herds of whitetails around here that we slaughtered off a couple every winter for our sustenance it's kind of how it is though i mean you know there's there's lots of people in this in michigan who just eat deer meat you know so there's only source of like protein income yeah there's a giant herd of deer that exists within michigan that we just slaughter off a portion of them in the winter time for meat but you're not like hurting them like cattle like these reindeer are no they're just running around you're trying to get them like these these dudes literally had like leashes and like fucking tags on these, yeah. these reindeer and we're like going around feeding them and like herding them up and stuff like that and i was like man that's kind of wild yeah it's interesting to see how like different parts of the world live like on a day-to-day basis but he oh, said yeah. the reason that the people in finland are so happy is because not a lot of them like pay too much attention to like the technological stuff that's happening and like advancements like that like they live off like the land and like nature and like they have a solid connection to the environment and stuff like that and you want to move to finland i feel like finland would be like a crazy place to live i don't know if i could do like the cold like that like it gets up to like negative 50 degrees Ooh, fuck fuck that noise yeah that's rough i'd rather live in like i'd rather live in a climate that's like a san diego i'll I'll be honest though dude like (laughs) not once once my grandparents pass away, there's a good chance I might try to like move outside of the country. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to France. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to like live abroad. Where are you trying to go, France? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, where where do you speak the language? I mean, I can speak a little French, but I almost feel like living in Italy wouldn't be bad. Dude, Italy like, be I, be cool. I would I. I would learn Italian to live in Italy, just like on the countryside, like buy one of those houses. Yeah. Dude, you can like you can like move to one of those countries pretty easy. And there's even some countries that are like paying people to come move and live. Yeah, there. just live in the land. Yeah. It's like, could you imagine just like having a fuck ton of land like in a foreign country where you could just like like build your own like life there? Dude, that'd be so incredible. Dan moves to Italy. Dude, could you imagine what time we'd have to do the podcast at if uh, (laughs) if I lived in Italy? It'd be like like 8 a.m. would work, I think. It's like 11 or 12 hours. So one of us would be 8 a.m., one of us would be 8 (laughs) p.m. I'd do it. I'd wake up at 8 a.m. Hell yeah, dude. Get some some internet 
in your homestead in rural Italy? I just want to, I feel like the life that we experience living here in America is just like so different from like every other country in the world. It's yeah, almost like. I think it's different and the same. It's whatever cultural things are going on, but generally the experience is probably not that different. Like the day to day. Yeah. I mean, it's somewhat similar. You're interacting with people, depending on what you're doing, going to your job, going home, doing whatever you do after work. I almost feel like there's like this hyper intense like environment that we live in in America. Where oh, yeah. Everything is just like immediate. Like, oh, yeah. There's off. definitely like less of a like. There's less vacation days, like less relaxation, less like paying attention like, to like. I yeah. want to like slow my roll, you know. Dude, Italy would be a good place to do that. Italy, Spain. You think I could still just like golf every day in Italy, though? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I would like. I would like. Probably open not. Up a, I would like open up a shop or some shit. I feel Maybe like that's. Maybe that's your calling, Dan. You're going to open up a golf course in Italy and try to introduce golf to Italy. That'd be interesting. It's like a, just I mean, yeah. Buy a bunch of property in Italy and then just like build a golf course. Yeah, I think the problem you're going to find is like the arable land is not where you're going to be getting like a bunch of cheap property in Italy, you know? Yeah. Probably going to be like Southern Italy. You could buy a house that's pretty cheap in Italy right now. Yeah, can't. But like in their city centers, or like in the countryside, or like where are those houses at? Yeah, like I saw one for like fifteen grand. That okay. was like a really fucking nice ass place. But it's just like, dude, how am I gonna buy a fifteen thousand dollar home in Italy when I don't even fucking live there? <laughs> are there residency requirements if you do buy it? You have to live there. I feel like there. I feel like there probably would be some like type of requirement. Or can you just vacation there a couple times a year? I don't know. I was like, I forget where I saw it. It might have been on like Instagram or something. But I saw that there was like, they're just trying to get people to move to some of these foreign countries to like yeah. basically, yeah, basically in, increase their GDP and their population and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's probably a thing. I think it's just you're going to find this, their areas are not like the most ideal living areas, and that's why there's less people there. You know, people in, in the country of Italy have been known to live longer than any other country in the world. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's a neighborhood in Italy where these people, like, like they, they age to, like, at least there's, I think there was, like, a handful of people that lived to be over 105 years old. Is it in Italy or is it, like, on Sicily? Was it, oh, was it in Sicily? Was it in Sicily? It might be Sicily oh. or on Sicily. I think Sicily is an island, right? Yeah, Sicily is an island. Yeah. I actually have family from Sicily. Nice. I'm Sicilian. Oh yeah, dude, that's southern Italy. That's you're like right across from Africa. Yeah. Yeah, Sicily, Sardinia, and Corsica, which I think Corsica is France or French, right? Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Corsica? There's three islands off of Italy. There's Sicily, which is south, and then there's Sardinia, which is like straight west, southwestish, and then there's Corsica, which is west. I think Corsica might be Corsica might be French. The Corsicans, because wasn't uh, wasn't Napoleon a Corsican? I think he was. Yeah, he's it's French. Okay, a little French Italian geography we got going on here, Dan. <laughs> yeah, so it's just gonna be hot, and it's gonna be hot down there. If you're looking for that Mediterranean climate. Year round, man. Mediterranean climate year round. Year round on the beach, that's the spot. You're telling me you wouldn't like to be outside 24, not 24 7. Oh no, I would enjoy it. It's like Florida. Is it as hot as Florida? You think? Uh, yeah. Uh, especially down south. I mean, you're right across from like Tunisia at that point. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know what other movie it was that I saw recently was that Shazam Fury of the Gods. Wait, did you figure out if Shaq actually made a Shazam movie or what was the Mandela effect? 
Oh yeah, it was Sinbad. God bless it. I keep doing that. Oh, here it is. Sinbad Shazam movie, 1994. Right, not Shaq though, right? Bro, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is it, Ben. I told you I'd find it. Look at it. I'm going to show it to you right here. You're going to lose your mind. Shazam, yeah. Sinbad did the movie, not Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. No, Shaq did Kazam. Ah, is Kazam a thing? Look up Kazam. Kazam is a thing, dude. All right, so this is the Sinbad movie. Yep. Shazam. Yep. I know about Shazam. Okay. Yep. Now Shaq. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, there's no Kazam, man. Kazam does not exist. Kazam. I don't think it existed, though, did it? Yeah, it did. Oh, man. Okay, all right, never mind. Kazam was a thing. I told you. Look at look at That is Sinbad. That is a picture of Sinbad. <laughs> Movie is real. Shazam. <laughs> Dude, IMDB or movie phone me Kazam. Uh, what? What? Kazam. Find me like Kazam? an find me an official like give me a IMDB or Yahoo movies or something official, man. This is just some artwork. No, it's not, dude. <laughs> Look at all right. Kazam. All right. Three big okay. Kazam was a thing. Someone's Shazam. This is I know Shazam was a thing. I'm aware Shazam. Shazam was a thing. This was a made-for-TV movie, bro. Where are the other pictures? I mean, it's... I don't even know where we're going, man. We're going down the Shazam Kazam rabbit hole. I feel like we've been down this route. Devin, Devin Sawa was also in this movie. If you remember Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Holy shit, do we have the same birthday? Oh my God, we do. And it's your wedding anniversary. Nice. Devin Sawa and I. Oh my God. That's crazy. Canadians. Canadians, eh? Yeah. What was it? Kazam? Yeah, that's where we're at now. All right, dude. I think I got to get off here, man. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> I got to go see what's, what Katie's up to. All right, man. All right, brother. Um, stay frosty. D- dude, we're going to have an early early week this week. Everybody, if you're listening, have a good week. Later. All right. Adios, Dan. Peace.